Happy Monday. This is Cordelia on the We Heal Together podcast. This episode is part two of my two-part series on becoming a better listener. If you missed last week's episode, check that out first. In that, I broke down the overview of listening, the nuances of what makes a good listener compared to what makes a not-so-good listener. I unpacked some common roadblocks that come up when it comes to listening. And so definitely check that out before you listen to today's. Today's episode, I am getting into actual tangible tips to work on to become a better listener. If you like my podcast, I would so appreciate it if you would leave me a review and also share it with your friends. Thank you, friend. I appreciate it. So let's get healing. tips on how to be a better listener. As always, please check out the show notes for all my citations for where I did the research and got this information as well as resources for you. So book recommendations, worksheets, those are all there as well. I know I said this in last week's episode, but again, going to give a major shout out to the book called The Lost Art of Listening by Michael P. Nichols. Excellent book. A lot of what I learned and what I'm relaying to you guys in this podcast is from that book. So I totally recommend it. Loved it. Not an ad. Just a great book. Let's get right into this and let's get into these real life tangible tips on how you can become a better listener no matter the situation, whether you're talking to a friend, a stranger, a boss, a loved one, a parent, caregiver, partner, whoever it may be. The first tip I have for you is don't get hung up. On the tips. <laughs> so from that book I mentioned earlier, Michael P. Nichols writes, better listening doesn't start with a set of techniques. It starts with making a sincere effort to pay attention to what's going on in the other person's private world of experience. I really think it's so important to start our list with this one, because if you're anything like me, you can get really hung up on, awesome, you're giving me the recipe for success and I'm just going to follow it. And then you can really get lost in 
Am I doing everything correctly? And so rather than, you know, getting too obsessed with the tips in this episode, I want you to remember this quote and to think, if all else fails, I just need to make this sincere effort. I need to pay attention and I need to think about what's going on with this other person. Tip number two, when you are validating somebody else, it doesn't mean that you are responsible for their feelings or you're saying they're right, I'm wrong. That's not what it means at all. This is really important when it comes to thinking about striving to be a better listener because the huge obstacle in listening is a lot of times people confuse the concepts of validating and disagreement. People get hung up on, well, I don't really agree with what that person's saying, and so it the whole listening process kind of gets derailed. Listen to somebody else and regardless of whether you disagree personally with what they're saying, make that effort to understand their feelings and their point of view. That's validating. And show them you're not trying to convince them to join your side. You're not trying to make some kind of argument with them. You're just trying to understand and appreciate how they see the world and how they're experiencing whatever it is that they're telling you. Tip number three. I loved this quote. This is a quote from that book again. The person who starts the sentence should be the one who finishes it. He just put that so well. And it is, we all have been guilty of interrupting and cutting somebody off. And I think that's a really good thing to keep at the forefront of your mind as you're becoming and striving to be a better listener. Tip number four, think of the ways that usually gets in the way of listening. You can try journaling about this. You can try just sitting and thinking this through. If you're in counseling or therapy, it might be a really great idea to spend a session going through this. Some examples that I wrote down when I was reading this book, here's some things that people are common for people that get in the way of listening. Being preoccupied, trying to do two things at once, having negative thoughts about the person who's speaking, not being interested in the topic, wanting to say something about yourself, wanting to say something similar or share a similar experience. Think through those and try to pay attention to which obstacles get in the way of listening for all kinds of different situations? Do certain ones present more when you're in a certain environment or around certain people? Give that some thought. Next, 
make eye contact. Now only you are going to know the person that you're talking to. This will vary how much eye contact you give. If the other person is shy or appears to maybe want less eye contact, try to gauge that. But in general, it's a good idea to make eye contact with the person that's speaking with you. Next, don't interrupt or give advice. Just listen. Just be there for that person. Next, watch nonverbal behavior. When you're having a conversation in person with somebody, it's not just the words that they're expressing to you. They're going to have body language. They're going to have facial expressions. Pay attention to those things because it will help you understand a little bit more what's this person experiencing, what are they feeling. Show interest in what the person is talking about by asking questions. Whatever it is that they're, whatever subject, whatever topic they're talking about, get them to expand on it. Encourage them to talk more by asking little follow-up questions to get them to open up and to dig a little bit deeper. Don't abruptly change topics. If somebody has been talking to you about a topic, it can feel really invalidating if all of a sudden you're just shifting directions and you're just changing topics on them. Be sure to let the person talk about it as much as they like. It's not all about you. You want to be sure that the other person is getting to talk about the things they want to talk about. This next one is a really big tip. When you're trying to understand somebody, try to listen for the implicit feelings. What's underneath the message that they're trying to say. If they're complaining about their partner or parents or whoever, try to dig a little bit deeper. You can ask some follow-up questions to get them to elaborate. Try to listen not just to the words and not just looking at nonverbal. Think about you're not a machine. You're not just absorbing words. You know this person. What does this mean in the big picture of things? Can you step back and take a look at that? One of my favorite quotes that I've heard is by Dr. Bernard Meltzer. And he says, before you speak, ask yourself if what you're going to say is true, is kind, is necessary, and is helpful. If the answer is no, maybe what you are about to say should be left unsaid. That's a really important message that 
we can apply to listening. If somebody is talking to you, this is a nice little quote just to keep in your mind of, ooh, I'm feeling really tempted to jump in and say this. Wait a second, Cordelia, is it kind? Is this necessary? Is this helpful? Is it true? Try keeping that in mind when you feel that temptation sneaking up to go back to some not-so-great listening habits. Another great tip, it's okay to ask somebody that's really struggling to talk about something and to open up. It's okay to ask them, hey, I'm noticing that you're kind of different than usual. This seems really hard to talk about. Why do you think that is? It's also okay to point out if somebody doesn't really talk about themselves that often. I'm not asking you to make fun of them, but if you want to get to know somebody better and you actually want to be a better listener, it may be worth stating to them, hey, you know, I feel like I kind of dominate the conversations and you don't seem to talk about yourself very often and I would love to hear more about what's going on with you. On the flip side, the next tip, don't try to make somebody or force someone to open up about something that they don't want to share with you. Pressing somebody to open up to what's going on with them is not going to make them feel seen and heard and supported. I want to make a distinction as well. So in the last tip, you might be thinking, oh, you said to do the opposite. Well, in the last tip, I actually was referring to somebody that's just kind of shy by nature and they don't really talk that much, but you're getting the feeling they would like to share with you. In this tip, I'm talking about somebody that is a friend or whoever it may be. You guys talk about a lot of things, but you notice there's just this one experience they don't like to talk about. That's where you don't need to push somebody. Otherwise, you're really violating their right to share with you. And you are presupposing that, hey, this person has no good reason to not open up about this. If somebody tells you, hey, I don't want to talk about this, and you keep pushing them, keep pushing them, all that's going to happen is they're going to think, okay, I was right not to trust you with my feelings because you are pushing me on this and I don't want to talk about it. Another huge thing that can happen is someone might be responding to you in a way that you feel is unreasonable. Try thinking to yourself, okay, what would make their response reasonable? Try to actually step into their shoes. What parts of this person might be struggling right now? 
and really just try to appreciate where that person is and meet them there instead of pushing them to this point that you think they should be at. Next, try not to be hard on yourself as you're working on this skill. Try to think about it as, okay, there's so many parts of me and only part of me is having trouble listening. I just need to keep working on this and I need to improve it. If you end up having an argument with somebody, try reflecting about it afterwards and try to think about what you did to keep the argument going. What areas did you kind of fail to do your best at listening in? Next, repeating what the other person has said, their position, in your own words though is an excellent way to show them that you understand. And it's not meant to be a memorization game. It's meant to say, I'm trying to understand you and I've been paying attention and here's what I think I heard. And it's also a good way to ask those follow-up questions. Like, I'm hearing... And then saying a statement of what you think they said in your own words. And then asking, is that right? Or am I off here? Or asking some kind of follow-up to get them to expand a bit. Next, we want to hear the other person out. And we want to invite them to say more. We want to be mindful not to pounce at the first pause. That can be really hard to sit with silence and sit with pauses. But we don't want to jump at that first one. We want to acknowledge what the other person says before we ever respond. An area that might be especially hard is when somebody asks us hostile questions or rhetorical questions. I'm looking at page 180 and 181 of the book that I told you guys about because he gives some awesome tips here. First, he says, a better way to respond to hostile questions is to apply formula number one for resisting reactivity. Hear the other person out. Instead of agreeing or disagreeing, invite the questioner to say more. Hostile inquisitors aren't really asking questions. They just want to say something, so let them. He goes on to write, One way to remain calm is by schooling yourself to ask questions instead of flaring up at the usual provocations. This is a variation of the tell me more strategy. Another way to tone down emotionality is to respond to rhetorical questions and sarcasm literally instead of being provoked into a defensive retort. So an example is somebody says, don't you ever think about anything but sex? Response, no, it's kind of a hobby with me like woodworking. Next, 
Must you pick on every little thing I say? Yes, all in the service of helping you become the perfect person I know you're capable of being. No matter what, don't yell back at somebody, don't call the other person names, and don't bring up old issues. Along the same lines, avoid cross-complaining. If somebody comes to you and is talking to you and they criticize you in any way, stay with their concern. Don't switch it to a different criticism of your own. I found this other point that he made really spot on. He says, what should you say on your way out of a movie you didn't like when you're with somebody who apparently did? Nothing. If two people both hate a movie or a concert, their saying so brings them together. Shared experience, shared sensibilities. But if you enjoyed the performance, hearing somebody else pick it apart spoils your fun. Criticism of the movie or the restaurant we liked feels like criticism of our taste. If you thought the food was lousy or the play was boring, but since your companion liked it, let them savor their enjoyment. Save your criticism for later, much later. I loved that. I've totally had that experience before where I've been on both sides of that. You know, where I really enjoyed something and then somebody else just complained the whole time after and it it did kind of suck and felt, you know, not not so great of a feeling. And then, of course, I have done that to others as well. The hardest area, I think, to improve listening is criticism. That's the toughest messages to receive. It's really hard to listen without reacting with any kind of emotion when you're being criticized. And that's because there's a lot of shame there. There's a lot of insecurity there. I think a really big thing, really important thing, try listening to everything, to the whole complaint And if nothing else you can do at first is remain silent, just try staying silent and try to remember just this one question. Okay, is there anything else? Not asking it in a sarcastic way, just genuinely, is there anything else? Try again rephrasing in your own words what you think that person is getting at. And keep in mind, when somebody is complaining to you or criticizing you, there's a reason. There's a request somewhere in there. You listen to what the other person's saying and try to figure out and try to ask, hey, is this what you're asking me to do? The final area I want to close out this episode on is if you are working on becoming a better listener just because you're working on it it doesn't mean that other people are 
don't focus on what other people are doing. Let other people be who they want to be. Let them be themselves. Just work on yourself. Focus on yourself. I think a really big aspect of learning to grow as a person and to actually grow is focusing inward, focusing on ourselves. We can't force somebody else to take on our newfound goal of 2021, becoming a better listener. But we can focus on ourselves and make that something that we're aiming to do. Thanks so much for sticking with me through this podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for the worksheets and the book recommendations as well as citations. If you like my podcast, I would love it if you followed me on Instagram. I have similar content on there. My Instagram name is at Codependent Recovery. I drop a new podcast episode every single Monday. If you want to give me some feedback, there is a link to an anonymous survey, and I put that in my show notes if you would like to take that about the podcast. If you don't know, I published a 98-page workbook for those of you going through a divorce or a breakup worldwide, and it's in ebook or print. I also started two initiatives in October. One is called Community Hangs. They happen once a month on Zoom, and it's $3 a month. We have people from all over the world on that. And then the other is the Zoom Book Club. It happens once a month. I did announce all the books that we're reading for 2021. Again, we have people from all over the world on that as well. And I am on both of those. I participate in both of them. Um, So I'm really looking forward to meeting everybody and forming some new friends there as well. I appreciate you guys so much. You're all amazing. You're all doing great things. And I'm so proud of you. I will talk to you next week.